Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. Thank you for listening to one of our great messages. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. This morning I wanted to share on something that, um, on something, uh, I don't want to preach this morning, I kind of want to share, which is a bit different to what I usually do, I just want to sort of walk and talk and share with you if, if you don't mind, and um, I, want to, I want to share around the, the topic of righteousness, um, righteousness. Now righteousness, one of the definitions of righteousness is a state of perfect, of, of moral perfection that God requires for you to get into heaven. Oh, that's heavy, isn't it? A state of moral perfection that God requires in order for you to get into heaven. Or you could just say it's with right standing with God. Righteousness is I'm, I'm, I have right standing with God. Me and God, we good. You know, that, that's, that's just layman's terms. If you're, righteousness is right standing with God. Um, so I want to I try and uh, unpack that this morning, just, just share with you about righteousness because... Um, uh, to be honest, I've been going on a little bit of a journey, not of righteousness, but God has just been working on, on some foundational things, and, um, and this topic has come up, and I thought it would uh, be worthy, and, and I feel that God really wants to impress on this thing, because I believe maybe the last six months for people hasn't been quite easy. Would you agree? The last six months has been a little bit hard. It's been a bit of a struggle. It's been, I found that uh, every businessman I, I talk to, the last six months has been a little tough. I found that... Um, just individuals that I speak to, that the last six months seem to be in a tough period. And I believe that this, this message will help you navigate, uh, navigate that, that time and, and hopefully uh, propel you forward. But let's just pray. I just want to pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for your house. I thank you for your church, Lord God. Lord, I pray this morning, less of me and more of you. Holy Spirit, I ask you, 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 that you would anoint your message that you would anoint your word, that your people are edified, that your people are encouraged, that they are liberated. Father in heaven, I say let your will be done this morning. Lord God, have your way in this house. Have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our minds. We give you free access to do a mighty work in Jesus' name. And everyone says... Amen. Amen. Cool bananas. Why don't you turn to your Bible, please, to Matthew 16, verse 13 to 19. And I've been stuck on this for a little while. But to help you unpackage that, I don't know if you guys know, but when I was, when I was in high school, I was actually a lead role in a school play. Um, I, I was Curly in the production Oklahoma. That's right. So what I'm going to try, and they said, I was, they said I was pretty good. They, they said I was pretty good. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and role play a little bit of this to help you, to help you sort of uh, navigate where I'm going. So I'm going to do a little bit of role play. And if you don't like my acting, don't tell me. Just, just don't tell me that. It's all good. So we're just going to do a bit of role play. But let's, let's just read this. It says this. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, that I, that I the son of man am? It's a great question. Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. 
And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and says, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who was in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Awesome. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amazing. That's a great bit of scripture. But before I start unpacking this, I just wanna, uh, I just wanna share a little bit of a line that I thought of when I was reading this. And that is this. That as, here's the line. It's an original from our token. It's this. As we aspire toward our future, God is focused on our foundation. Okay? Just, just let that sink in a little bit. As we aspire toward our future, God is focused on our foundation. I find we're in a time where everyone's so worried about tomorrow. I don't I want a husband. I want a house. I want a... And we're aspiring to some things that we don't have. I want, we're looking toward tomorrow and the things that we need. But I found that as we aspire toward the future, God is actually focused on our foundation. Or another way of putting it is, as we yearn for the fruit, God is trying to change the root. Are you with me? Because if God can change the root, the root determines the fruit, yeah? Whatever the root is, it determines the fruit. Are you with me? So as we're yearning for the fruit, God is actually trying to change the root because the root determines the fruit. Are you with me? Okay, very basic, very simple, but I want you to remember that thing. God is into shifting people's foundations. God is into shifting where you are now, changing your foundation, because if He can change your foundation, he can change, if He can change your root, then He can change the fruit in your life. Are you with me? He can't do that if He can't shift your foundation. If He can't change the root, the fruit doesn't come, or different fruit doesn't come. Are you with me? So in this little, uh, in this little thing that I'm gonna do this morning, It's not that bad, honestly. And this little thing, I just want to just, just unpackage this little thing here, okay? All right, well, now, let, let's just imagine that, you know, this, this word, the word was, in the beginning of the word was, was, was God, the word was with God, you know, blah, blah, blah. So this, is, this is God, this is Jesus, you got it, John 5.1. And um, so what we have is we have Jesus standing there, and we have Simon over here. Now, Simon means like a reed swaying in the wind, that's what Simon means. It means like a reed being pushed to and fro by the wind. So here we have Simon, Jesus. Simon's over here. Because he's Simon. That's his nature, swaying in the wind, right? And he says, who do you say I am? And Simon gets a revelation of who Christ really is, right? He gets a revelation sent by God. God drops a revelation into him. And he says, he says Simon Bar-Jonah, blessed are you. And then what he does is he shifts his identity, right? He calls him a new name. He shifts his foundation. He comes up and he says, but now I call you Peter. And Peter is a rock. Are you with me? He says, now your name is Peter. And Peter means rock. And then what he does is he tells Peter, Peter, he tells Peter his future purpose. Do you see what's, what's happened here? We have someone who's swaying here. This is his foundation. <whistles> swaying like this. To and fro, that's his, then he gets a revelation of who Christ is. Christ changes his foundation and reveals his future. He changes his foundation and reveals his future, but it can only happen by a revelation of who Christ is and what he has done for us after the fact that he's done it. Are you with me? Okay. 
Have you ever been in a place, and uh, I'm sure you have, have you ever been in a place where you've come to church and you're, you know, you're coming boldly into the throne room of God and you're praising and you're, you know, you're in the zone, who's been in that place where you're in the zone, you're doing this thing, and then you go home and you mess up and you mess up and I find you, and then you find yourself tiptoeing into the back row of church the very next week? I've been a Christian for 18 years and I have seen this phenomena the entire time where I see people who have come and they're, one day they're declaring Jesus is great and then they go home and something happens, something along the lines, we, we mess up and then the next day they're kind of like, I'm not, not too sure if God loves me anymore. I, I, you get what I'm saying? And I wanna unpackage that a little bit because I think it's a, it's a major condition in, in Christianity that I, wanna, that I wanna deal with this morning, that we're gonna deal with this morning. You know, there's been times when I've said to God, Lord, I wanna see your face. Father, show me your face, show me your glory. And then I've done something wrong and, I'm, and the very next day I'm trying to hide my face. God, don't look at me. No, 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 not, not me, don't, don't look at me. There's times that, you know, that, you know, there's just all sorts of things where I see people where they just, where they just one day they're like this and they're great. The next day they're like this, not so great. Are you, with, are you with me here? You know, I don't know what it is. It could be all sorts of things. It could be, you know, I'm right with God one day and the next day I did something, you know, I lost my temper, I got angry and not so right the next, the next day. It could be anything, you know. You know, I'm right with God one day and then you go home and you lose it and you speak some things that you shouldn't say or you talk about people in a way that you shouldn't talk about people and the very next day you, you feel bad and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm right with God. And in this time and age, there's, well, I come in and one, one day and you're, you're here and you're fine and everything's great, but because, and you think, you know, I'm, I'm right with God, but because of the thing that you watched last night when nobody was looking, the next day you don't feel so quite right with God. Are, are, are you with me here? And there's all sorts of scenarios where I see people where they come in one day this, this temperament and then the next day there's something completely different. And what's happened is they've actually become a Simon. They've become a Simon. Are you with me here, church? They've actually, and I think every single one of us, there's a Simon in every single one of us. There's a Simon in every, oh, this is hot, one be sec. So I believe there's a Simon in every single one of us. And God wants to change you from a Simon to a Peter. There's a Simon in every single one of us, you know, who we, where we do this, where you, you know, and, and I know it's true. Because I go around and I often try to do this a lot. I, I walk up to people and I say, you're amazing. Hey man, you're amazing, you're incredible. And the response is almost 100%, oh no, 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 not me, no, no, I've got this, you know, I'll, you know. And we're, we're always doing this little thing like Simon where we're swaying from righteousness to being unrighteous. Being righteous one day, unrighteous the next. Who knows what I'm talking about? Anybody, can we be honest? And we end up doing this and I've seen, the sad thing is, is I've seen great people with incredible callings on their life who never ever get there because they never shift from this foundation. They never do what God has called them to do because they've never moved on from this foundation. This one foundation and it's righteousness. Understanding your righteousness. You know, Isaiah 54, 14 says, by my righteousness, you will be established. 
by my righteousness, you will be established. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Established, strong. And the reason I wanna talk about righteousness this morning, because I believe it's the most attacked area in, the Christian, in your Christian walk, is your righteousness. It's your righteousness. Where God has called us to be this, and we get there, and then we back away. Or we get here, and then we sway over here. And we never fully get to where God has asked or wants us to be. We never fully get to what God has called us to be because we're doing the swaying thing, doubting. Oh God, I love, you know, God loves me one day and the next day He can't love me after what I did. Not after that thing I did last. Oh no, how, how can He love me? Am, am I even a good person now? And then you hear a good worship song and you get back up again. God loves me, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, and we end up on this continual cycle of swaying like Peter, doing this back and forth, back and forth. And I've seen this time and time again, life after life after life, where people get stuck in this thing. And this morning, I believe God wants to sort that out. This morning, I believe I'm just gonna talk about righteousness and we're gonna get this sorted out so that God can change your foundation and therefore launch you into your future. Is that cool? Right. So, um, why don't you just turn to your Bible, please, to... Uh, Oh, I've gone past this already. Two pages. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, Isaiah 54, 14. By my righteousness, you shall be established. By my righteousness. What's going to stop you from swaying but understanding who you are in Christ? Righteousness. Right. Why don't you turn to your Bible, please, to Romans 5, 19. How good are you guys? Romans 5, 19. Like I said, a bit of a sharing, a bit of a teaching sort of thing this morning. And it says this, we're gonna go through this, we're gonna, I hope, hopefully we're gonna get this thing nailed once and for all, this whole thing about righteousness, okay? It says this, Romans 5, 19. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Isn't that beautiful? So by one man's disobedience, who was that man? Adam. By one man's disobedience, we were made sinners. By one man's obedience, we will be made righteous. Of course, there's a Jesus. Now, here's the deal. According to this word, what did you do? What action of your own did you do to become a sinner? Pardon? Nothing. There's nothing that you did at all to become a sinner. It says that, that, that no, no action of yours to become a sinner by the, action, the disobedience of one. Adam, that we all became sinners. All we have to do is be born. And we're born with a sinful nature, the Bible says. We're born with a sinful nature. Nothing that you did, tell me, I want to get this down. Nothing that you did made you a sinner. You were born with a sinful nature. Are you with me? And then again, it says that, that, that by one man's obedience, you were made righteous. So how were you made righteous? What did you do? What action of your own did you do to become righteous? Nothing. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. You didn't do anything to become a sinner and you didn't do anything to become righteous. All you had to do was believe. All you had to do, because righteousness, the Bible says, is a gift from God. All you have to do to be righteous is believe and receive what Christ has done for us. Are you with me? All you have to do is believe and receive. But we find ourselves all the time going back to this Simon Peter thing. 
on the Simon thing where we're swaying and you're trying to earn, you're trying to, well, you know, you do something good so you think God's happy with you and the next day you, don't, you do something that's not good and you think God's upset with you. And you do something good again, you think, oh yeah, God's good, but then you do something not so good and you think, oh, oh I've done it again. Sorry, Lord, you know, yeah, I'm asking you to forgive me again on this thing kind of deal. And we, we end up swaying like this and that's called self-righteousness. It's self-righteousness. We are trying to be righteous by your own actions. And we know, as the Bible says, that you cannot be righteous by your own actions. You cannot be righteous by your own actions. Isn't that great? Isn't that liberating? There's nothing that you can do to become righteous other than believe and receive. That's an amen. That's a seriously amen. Nothing that you can do. Take the weight off. Stop performing. If you want to become righteous, the first thing you have to do is stop doing anything. Stop it. Stop it. Stop doing stuff. Stop striving for it. Pastor Luke did a great message last week on that. Stop doing it. All you have to do is believe on who he is and what he's done and receive that righteousness from him. It's that simple. It's, it's that simple. All you got to do is believe and receive his righteousness. There's nothing that you have to do. It says, uh, I think Abraham, it says, Abraham believed in God and it was, it was uh, credited to him as righteousness. Abraham, what did Abraham do? Nothing. He believed in God and he was credited to him as righteousness. Righteousness. How do you get right? How do you get out of this place? You have a revelation of who God is, what he's done for you and believe it. If you can do that, your whole foundation will shift entirely, absolutely entirely. It's, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. And, you know, that's easy to say right here and now because you're in church and church is, you know, happy, clappy face and it's, it's all good. It's not so easy when you go home and you do something terrible. It's not so easy when you go home and you do something, you mess up bad. Are you with me? Let me help you with that. You know, I think it's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. says that you have become, when you, see, let me go back here. To become a sinner, you didn't have to do anything. You just have to be born. That's all you have to do to become a sinner. Just be born and you're born with a sinful nature. But over here, when you believe in Jesus Christ, who he is and what he's done for you, become born again. You're reborn, born again. And 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says that you are, you are now a new creation. Brand new. The old is gone completely. Brand new. Everything is brand new. You become a new creation. Get that. You become a new creation. Your nature's changed. I'm no longer, I no longer have the sin, sinful nature. I have the nature of righteousness now through faith in Jesus. Are you with me? Through faith in Jesus Christ. Here's the deal. If I'm walking down the pond, if I'm walking by a lake and I'm walking along and I suddenly slip and I fall into the lake and I get out and I'm all wet, and, 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 I, and, I, and I find I'm a fish. <laughs> of course that doesn't happen. If I fall into a lake and get wet, that doesn't make me a fish, right? My nature doesn't change because I fall into a lake. Are you with me? Likewise, when you fall into sin one day, it does not change your nature. When you fall into sin, you are still righteous because your sinful, it doesn't change your nature of righteousness into a sinful nature. No, 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 no. It doesn't do that. If you fall into sin, you are still righteous because your nature hasn't changed. Are you with me? 
Because a lot of people get, get caught up on this. They all, they're all good here, but they go home and then, oh, how can they? The deal is your nature has been changed completely. You are no longer a sinner. That sinful nature's gone. You're a new creation. Over here, you've been made righteous through Jesus Christ. Absolutely righteous. And if you fall into sin, that doesn't make you a sinner anymore. It doesn't change your nature. Are, are you with me here? Because I know we go out, who, who sins here? We all do. We all do. And, we, and what it does is it drags us back into this place over here. Every time we sin, oh my goodness. But you've got to understand that that nature is no longer you. It's no longer who you are. You've got to understand that your nature doesn't change because you fall into sin. Like I don't change if I fall into a pond. Yeah? Now I don't know how to explain righteousness any more clearer than that. <laughs> It's, it's pretty easy, isn't it? But apparently not. <laughs> but apparently not. Apparently, we struggle with this thing called self-righteousness, where we're trying to earn, and we sway, oh, I'm good with God. Not so good with God. God is for me. I don't know if he's for me today after what I did. And we played this game, and God wants to shift you from that. He really desperately wants to shift you from that. Because the deal is there's, there's effects of righteousness. There are effects of righteousness. If you can actually be established in your righteousness, there are effects. There are outcomes of that. Like Peter, you know what I mean? He changes and there's outcomes of that. Same with righteousness. When you're established in your righteousness, there's outcomes of that. One of them is provision. One of the outcomes of being righteous is God's provision. Who needs God's provision? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seek first the kingdom of God and his, whose righteousness? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Righteousness. Provision comes through righteousness. Isn't that amazing? Because I found myself walking down the beach when times are tough. And you know, for the first two weeks, you're like, oh, Lord, you're going to come through for me. Yeah, I praise you, I lift you up. About the sixth or seventh week, you're like, Lord, what are you doing? What's going on? Maybe it's something I've done, and you're going back through the thing. Maybe there's sin in my world, and, I, and, you, and you start doing this. But when you understand you're firmly established, that no, 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 no. I have complete right standing with God. There's an assurance that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. There's an assurance that he's going to do what he said he's going to do. I think it says it somewhere. I might be able to pull it up. Romans is all about righteousness. Well, one of the things, one of the main things. Get into it. Have a good read. Oh, I thought I had it there, but maybe it was in my other Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Some water over there. And that's all I want to speak about this morning. That's all I want to share with you this morning. Is get this thing sorted. You're righteous. It's your new nature. And the only way you get it is by believing in who he is and what he's done for you. I'm telling you, if you can get this thing, if you can get this established in your life, again, I've seen so many good people, great Christians, great callings, who never, ever, get to where they are 
because they've never shifted that foundation of who they are in Christ. Never get it shifted. And I believe, honestly, that if you can get over here, you'll experience all of the outcomes of what righteousness is, all of the outcomes. I think, yeah, Isaiah 54, 14, it says this, in righteousness you shall be established. This is him prophesying about us in the future, Isaiah. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. Here's the results of righteousness. You shall be far from oppression. I say that's freedom. For you shall not fear. I say that's peace. And from terror, for it shall not come near you. I think that's security for me. That's what, that's what that is for me. These are just some of the outcomes of righteousness. And I'll tell you what, God has called us to be the chief amongst the mountains. But we never get there. Because you keep doubting who you are in Christ. You keep doubting who you are in Christ. And man, when I was going through this this week, I just felt God's heart saying, enough is enough. Stop it. Change your foundation. Change the root that I may bring the fruit. Enough is enough, church. This is a very simple word, isn't it? You're righteous in Jesus Christ. And you know, you know what, this whole, the first picture, it's, it's a beautiful thing. The first scripture I told you, the story about Peter and Jesus. Because what happens is Peter, Jesus says, who do you think I am? And Peter gets it. He says, you are the son of God, the Christ. Christ goes, yes, somebody's finally got it. Somebody's finally got it. And he says, and now you, talking to Peter, because Peter gets it. He says, now you, Peter, he says, on this rock, I will build my church. See, God's church is supposed to be established on this rock, that you are righteousness, you are righteous in Him and, who, and understanding who He is and what He's done for you. God's church is supposed to be established on this one thing, that understanding who God is and what He's done for you. Because funnily enough, God's church is also, we, we know it's, it's the bride, right? It's the bride of Christ. He's the groom. It's, it's the bride of Christ. Come up here, baby. So willing. <laughs> the church is the bride of Christ. And there's nothing more a husband or a groom wants to do than make sure that his bride knows that she's secure, that she's provided for. I'm talking about you. Don't look at my wife. I'm talking about you. Face me, face me. Too much pressure. See, God wants His bride, you, to know. God wants you to. God wants you to know that you're provided for. There's provision for you. God wants you to know that there's security in Him. There's nothing that. I tell you, one of my greatest desires is that my wife knows who I am. That she can be secure in who I am. That I will provide for her. That I will love her. If she makes a mistake, I'm not going to throw her out the door. Other way around. <laughs> Nothing I want more than my wife to know who I am. Because when she knows who I am, she understands what she has. She has my protection. She has my, are you with me? You get what, you're trying to get what I'm saying. She has my protection. She has my love. She has my support. 
I encourage her when she's down. Lift her up to her rightful place. And God's trying to do that with you, the church. He's asking you to understand who He is, that you may know what you have in Him. Are you, are you with me? That you may know what you have in Him. He's saying, oh, he's saying, Peter, He says, on this rock of understanding who I am, He says, you've got it, so I'm going to build a church on that. He wants you to know that. It's one of His main things is that you know who He is and what He's done for you. Stop doubting. When you know who He is and what He's done for you, I'm telling you, the fruit of it is, is, is confidence. I was a man of no confidence before I became a Christian. Very low self-esteem and confidence. But I come into Christ and I got confidence because I knew that God had my back. You, you with me? Am I going on here? I think I, I just want to nail this thing so you get it. You got to get this thing. You got to get that God wants you to stop swaying to and fro whether you're right with Him. He says, yes, you are. All you got to do is believe. Stop going back and forth. Stop doubting whether I'm going to come through for you. I'm going through some stuff that maybe it's something I've... No. He says, stop it. He says, understand who I am. When you understand who I am as, as, the, as the bridegroom, you will know that I will be there for you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you, He says. I'm for you and not against you, he says. Isn't that incredible? He says, open the windows of heaven and provide for you, he says. Now, if I said to you, there's a billionaire down the road, multi-billionaire, was there a trillionaire? Is there such a thing? If there's a multi-billionaire down the road, and he says, Rachel, you have all my resources, you have all my support, you have all my backing. Would you live different? Yeah. But that's the case. But that's the case. Would you live different if you had a billionaire down the road saying, you have my support, you have my backing, you have my encouragement, you get all that I have is yours. Parable of the lost son. For son, you're with me always and all that I have is yours. That's what he says. Would you live differently? Of course you would. That's my point. It's time, to, it's time for us to live differently. But you've got to understand who God is and what He's done for you. You've got to understand that you're righteousness and get it established in your world. Stop swaying to and fro. Stop, stop, stop. where's, where's, Ange. She's in the back there. Where's Ange, 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 Ange? Yes, Ange Hall. Ange Hall at the back. Hello, Ange Hall. I saw you at the front there this morning. It's amazing. Ange, if you can get this, I'm not saying, no, everyone needs to get this. So if I say something to you, don't get offended like you got it wrong. We've all got it wrong. Ange, I'm telling you, if you can get this thing about his righteousness and him being with you always, and him not swaying to and fro, I'm telling you, all those fears, all those doubts, all those question marks will be removed. provide for you. He'll bring it along. You know what I'm talking about. He'll provide for you. You just got to shift from this place. It's a beautiful thing what God has in store for you. He says, just, just shift. Just shift. 
says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Sometimes your righteousness gets in the way. Your self-righteousness gets in the way. I don't know how many times I've gone to pray for a Christian who's been into church for 30 something years and you pray for healing and nothing happens. You're, you're trying to pray for them there, and they're doing this kind of stuff and, and nothing happens. And then I go to pray for a brand new Christian, or, or, you know, unbelief, you just walk straight in, pray for them, bang, healed. Why is that? Because one's trying to earn it. One's trying to do, oh, Jesus, if you do that, and they're trying to pray a certain way to get it. The other one believes, no, I don't, I don't deserve this. It's all good. I don't know, whatever. I don't, you know, they just receive it. Are you with me? We do too much for that which is a gift. He's trying to give it to you. You're trying to earn it. He says, I can't, no, no, it doesn't work that way. I'm trying to give you something as a free gift. Stop trying to earn it. Let it go. Just receive it and believe it. Is this okay? Some of you guys, seriously, this is gonna set you free. It's gonna set you free. God is for you. Always. Always. Yeah, but no, no, what a God is for you. Isn't that awesome? Some of you guys are gonna start thinking bigger from this point on in life. God is for you. I know I'm laboring on it, but I want you to get it. God is for you. He doesn't waver. He's not upset with you when you do something wrong. No. You got the God of all creation backing you with all that He has. All that I have is yours, He says. Start living like that, would you? Start living big. We're supposed to be the chief amongst the mountains, but we never get there. We never get there. But as a body, I believe if we understand this one thing of who Christ is and what He's done for us, and we start living according to that, that's when we become the chief amongst the mountains. That's, that's as far as I'm concerned. That's my opinion. Yeah? You guys are amazing. You're beautiful. You're incredible. Oh, no, I'm not, but stop it. That's why I got you to say you're incredible this morning. I wondered how many people said, oh, no, no, you stop it. You're incredible. Is this okay? That's it. You're righteous. Sort that foundation out, would you? How? Just believe. Receive it. Thank you. I'm righteous. Even when I fell into the pond and did something silly. Even when I did, yeah, I'm righteous. It's my new nature. I'm secure in my righteousness. People say what they want. Like, I'm righteous. There's so much liberty in that. So much liberty in that. God is going to deliver. I'll tell you, some of you are going to pray differently. Some of you are going to pray differently. I can hear that. Oh, some of you are going to pray differently because you're not praying from a oh, I hope. You get, no, no, you're going to pray like, you are going to deliver for me, God. Yeah? Some of you are going to start, your, your whole Christian life is going to change from this point on. You're going to act differently. You're not begging. You're not asking. No, no, no. You're confident that He's going to come through for you because you know and you're established that you have right standing with Him. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. 
For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3telgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Let's be.